Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. Exchange-traded funds, also known as ETFs, have been in the recent financial news. Specifically, green energy ETFs have been in the news. They have been popular, and many investors have already profited from them. They may still provide great opportunities and therefore are worthy of discussion. Before considering green ETFs as investments, we first need to define and explain the mechanics and operations of ETFs. Let's begin with some basics. ETFs, exchange-traded funds. The E indicates exchange. ETFs are bought and sold on an exchange like any other market-traded stock. In other words, they are generally easy to buy and sell. T, traded. It is traded, bought or sold throughout the day. Its price changes during the trading day, just like stock, but unlike mutual funds. And we'll talk about that in a bit. F, it is a fund. A fund holds a group of assets or stocks. You buy shares of a fund and you indirectly own shares of stock in a number of companies that can range from a small number to possibly thousands of stocks. Investing in ETFs sounds like mutual fund investing because it is like mutual fund investing. There are similarities and differences. And as I say, we'll get to those in a few minutes. Let's emphasize that ETFs enable investors to own an interest in a wide range of asset classes, including commodities such as gold, silver, copper, and a variety of other physical assets. Some ETFs are dedicated to international and emerging company stocks and bonds. Our focus today is on U.S. stock ETFs. Some examples are the Spider S&P 500, symbol is SPY. This is the oldest and probably the most widely recognized ETF. It is invested in Standard & Poor's 500 companies. It is a market capitalization index of the 500 largest publicly traded U.S. corporations. This index is considered to be the best indicator of stock prices and value of large U.S. corporations. The iShares Russell 2000, symbol IWN, tracks the Russell 2000 Small Capitalization Index. This fund invests in smaller but growing businesses. Invesco QQQ, symbol QQQ. This tracks the NASDAQ 100, which includes mainly technology companies. An investment in QQQ 
is like investing in many technology companies without having to make the large cash investment that would be necessary if you were to buy stock directly in each company. Spider, Dow Jones Industrial Average, tracks 30 Dow stocks. You may have noticed that I've used the word tracks quite a bit. I said the fund tracks, for example, the Russell 2000. This means the ETF follows or buys roughly the same stocks as those listed in the Russell 2000. ETFs can be actively managed by fund managers, meaning they, the fund managers, buy and sell, often based on changing markets and company prospects. This provides professional management in a manner similar to mutual funds. Professional management, active professional management, that is, allows the investor to concentrate on other parts of life. The professionals make decisions about when to buy or sell companies for their funds. The individual makes the decision about buying the fund. Professionals are able to identify smaller growing companies that are innovative. Oftentimes, the average investor doesn't know such companies exist. And I find myself that I don't always know of the newest companies as much as I seek them out. So I read about what the ETFs are doing to learn about young growing companies. You can compare the situation with taking a trip to Florida. Some people prefer to drive and they do it themselves. Clearly more work is involved. And those who choose to drive to Florida, they have more decisions and responsibilities, including planning the route, having the car ready for the trip, actually driving there, and much more. Those who drive with a number of people, like a family, for instance, they usually save money since more people benefit from the traveling costs that are incurred. Those who fly turn over all the work to the airline, which hires a number of professionals, including pilots, mechanics, and many, many others. Flying rather than driving on a trip from New Jersey to Florida is usually much easier, but it comes with a cost. Buying a plane ticket for a number of people can be expensive. Buying an actively traded ETF is similar. Professionals manage the fund and do the work for you, but there are fees. As you can see, there are disadvantages and advantages to professional management. Before buying a professionally managed ETF, check the management fees. This is an important consideration. Ask your broker about them and ask how the fees for the fund you are considering compare to other exchange-traded funds. Specifically ask for the expense ratio and a com comparison of expense ratios with other funds. Even discount brokers will do this for you. Now let's talk about advantages. It would take a great deal of money to buy even just a few shares of all the individual stocks owned by some ETFs, such as the iShares Russell 2000. ETFs in this regard are like mutual funds. You can have a stake in many companies without the substantial investment of money and work of placing so many trades. This also provides a degree of diversification, depending, of course, 
on the objectives and plans of the fund. You can own a direct investment in an ETF. Therefore, an indirect investment in many companies with just one purchase. Many discount brokers don't charge commissions or fees on ETF trades. Some investors view ETFs as the same as mutual funds. The similarity is they both receive money from shareholders, which is used to purchase stock in a number of companies. In effect, owner's money is pooled. Effectively, the owner both ETF and mutual fund owners combine their money to buy an interest in many corporations. They cannot easily buy stock in so many companies on their own. Both ETFs and mutual funds provide diversification. Both can provide professional management. They are different in that ETFs trade on a market throughout the trading day. You could go to, to your brokerage account right now and buy an ETF, but you cannot do that for a mutual fund. Mutual funds are traded once per day at the net asset value, so the mutual funds are not traded throughout the day. This makes ETFs slightly more liquid than mutual funds. So what is better, investments in mutual funds or investments in exchange-traded funds? The answer is... It depends. It depends on the investor's goals and objectives and matching those goals and objectives with the appropriate mutual fund or exchange-traded fund. It is the fit that matters. Both ETFs and mutuals are appropriate as part of a diversified portfolio. Both can help you invest in particular industries. Both can help you diversify. ETFs however, provide commodity investment options. Investors should consider their individual timeframes. Mutual funds typically work well for long-term investors. If your investing time timeframe is short, ETFs provide greater opportunity for short-term profits. But I have to also quickly add, they also work for long-term investors as well. The key is knowing what you're investing in, the companies, the industries, the commodities. Make sure you know the ETF or the mutual fund's current investments as well as what they plan to do. What are the fees? Is the ETF leveraged? In other words, does it invest using borrowed money? This is important as it adds risk. Mutual funds are not usually leveraged. As we said earlier, green ETFs have been in the news. This year, the prices of ETFs are down. This follows last year, the year 2020, when green stocks and funds surged due to the stock market recovery from the pandemic-caused market fall. Pandemic initially made the market fall. Subsequently, it recovered and surged, and green ETFs and green stocks performed very well. Solar panel and wind turbine companies benefited from strong consumer demand for their products, and so did their stock prices. Let's make an important point. Green companies did well at a time when they were not profitable. This means that investors were buying stocks 
in anticipation of profits. In the year 2020, BlackRock Global Clean Energy Fund, its stock price increased 140%. Invesco's Solar Fund increased 233%. Those, obviously, were outstanding gains. Combine those fund price gains with investments in unprofitable companies, and you have added risks. Where do the green ETFs stand today? BlackRock's iShares Global Clean Energy shares have fallen 18% since last December. Invesco Solar's ETF has fallen 17% this year. Keep in mind, these funds are managed by well-run professional money managers, yet the ETFs have experienced price declines. Despite these price declines, green energy investments received $6.2 billion of funds to invest this year. In other words, investors provided funds with over $6 billion. Last year, funds received a record $7.2 billion for investments. This demonstrates strong demand for green investments. So much money has flowed into funds that it is actually hard for the funds to find enough truly green individual companies suitable for ETF investments. Something to be careful for. Another important consideration is the Biden administration's strong support for green investments. It proposed substantial stimulus and government funding for the green industry. Passage of this legislation could drive green ETF prices up again and up substantially. This funding is currently under negotiation, so we will wait and see what happens. Our purpose today was to introduce exchange-traded funds and begin a conversation about them. It can be suitable investments and are worth studying. In a future session, we will explore the impact of rare earth materials on the production of green equipment. We will continue to watch for legislative developments regarding green assets, and we will consider specific green and non-green ETFs as suitable investments. We certainly have a great deal to talk about regarding the green industry and regarding exchange-traded funds. We will be studying them and we'll provide an update. Until the next time, stay calm, be thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.